This podcast may contain coarse language and dark humour and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Come on, boy, get up. You're going to die in bed. That's what my poppy used to yell at me if I tried sleeping in past 7am when I stayed with him as a kid. I didn't appreciate it then, but he's kind of got a point. I probably am going to die in bed. Shit, I'm going to die full stop. So what are you waiting for? Get up, you dickhead. You're gonna die in bed. So wake up, sleepyhead. Welcome to the season one finale of You're Going to Die in Bed, a mildly morbid, meant to be Monday morning motivational podcast for creatives who struggle with their mental health. Which, let's be honest, it's kind of everyone. I believe everyone is a creative at some level, and everyone struggles with their mental health, at least sometimes. Anyway, if you've listened to this before, you're probably wondering season one finale? What? I didn't know this podcast had seasons. Well, Neither did I. If you hadn't noticed yet, I'm just making this shit up as I go. Woo! Uh, Seriously though, I want to keep this podcast alive and kicking as long as I can. And I've realized that in order to do that, I need to make it more sustainable. So instead of spontaneously taking a week off here and there, like I did last week, I'm going to start releasing it in seasons and schedule a few weeks off in between seasons as well as a one-week mid-season break. If I stick to 12 episode seasons, that means essentially I'll have a break every six weeks. So I'm going to give that a go. This whole thing is one big experiment and I'm constantly learning things about both the creative process and myself. Anyway, as the title suggests, this episode is going to be a little different to usual. I'm taking all the ads from every episode so far and slapping them back to back for the ultimate you're going to die in bed ad omnibus. After which, I'm going to finish up by talking to Kit Lawrence about what's getting him out of bed. Spoiler alert, it's cats. If, if you don't listen to the end, it's cats. Also, FYI, I've just made a You're Going to Die in Bed Facebook group, and I'd love for you to go on there, join it, and leave a post telling me what your favorite ad of the season has been so far. Uh, yeah, do it. Anyway, without further ado, here's some ads. Hey, have you got nothing to sell and nobody to sell it to? Then you need fake ads. New Zealand's leading fake ad agency for selling nothing to nobody. We've got noises. We've got music. We've got ads coming out the wazoo. So stop what you're doing. You know what to do. Call fake ads. You're getting older, you're slowing down, but that shouldn't stop you from doing the things you love or doing the people you love. Hi, my name's Greg, and I've been lovingly shagging my wife for the last 38 years. Else Fake Ads, selling nothing to nobody since never. Ah, do you need some real sticky stickers? And call Simon's Sticky Stickers. We'll make the stickiest stickers to stick on your products. They'll be so sticky people won't be able to get them off with 
No amount of hot water or detergent that's so sticky. Do you want your customers to get your sticker off your product? Well, if not, then call Simon Sticky Stickers. Yeah. Do you know somebody in your neighborhood who's a bit of a dickhead? Maybe they click attending to a Facebook event and they don't show up. Maybe they tell you they've quit smoking, but they've really just quit buying, and now they bum all of your cigarettes. Hi, I'm Max Grin, and I'm the host of the wildly anticipated upcoming TV show, Extreme Home Fuckover. Nominate some nosy knobhead naughty in your neighbourhood now. While they're off on a some expenses paid midweek trip to a provincial New Zealand town, you and some other volunteers, along with some of New Zealand's worst tradesmen, get stuck into fucking up their house. And I mean really fucking it up. When they yell, move that bus, it's probably because there's a bus where the kitchen used to be. Boy, I bet they'll think before bringing a bag of chips to the next potluck. So, what are you waiting for? Nominate a knobhead today. Extreme Home Fuckover takes no responsibility for any damage caused to properties and all legal repercussions will be directed to participants. Your parents are getting older. They're slowing down. But they did well out of the affordable housing market of the 20th century, so they keep themselves comfortable. You know one day you'll lose them. One day soon, maybe. But you could really use your inheritance now. After all, housing prices aren't what they used to be, and between your mortgage and your student loan, you're pretty fucked. That's where the farm can help. The Farm Retirement Village is New Zealand's leading early retirement village. With some of the worst state-funded pre-retirement care Aotearoa has to offer, the farm has the highest premature mortality rates per capita in the world. Has your dad got bad knees? No worries. We'll remove the problem entirely by amputating him from the waist down. Is mum's hearing not so good? No worries. That'll be the last of her concerns after she's had our mandatory induction lobotomy. Fully unqualified and unsanitary, you can be sure that your parents will have died from a bacterial infection years before they can blow your birthright on a Caribbean cruise. So what are you waiting for? Send your parents to the farm today and pay off the rest of your mortgage tomorrow. The farm. Helping you help yourself to your parents' wealth. Hi, I'm Eugene of Eugene's Used Jeans for Genies. Are you a mystical Arabian wizard who usually resides in a lamp or such? Well, my jeans are made just for you. I bet you spend so much time getting rubbed out of your lamp and granting wishes that you don't get any wishes of your own. I bet you'd love a a nice comfy pair of jeans to lounge around your lamp in. But you're so busy with all the rubbing and all the granting that you don't got time to break in a starchy pair of new jeans. Well, have I got a deal for you. You jeans used jeans are especially designed for busy genies on the go. All our jeans are manufactured out of 100% organic rat denim, selectively chosen for its magic enhancing properties. The jeans are then donated to a local op shop where they are purchased by the non-magic folk. From there, the jeans are naturally enhanced through a mixture of human sweat and pizza grease, at which point we sneak into the human homes and retrieve the finished product. So, rub yourself out and grant yourself a wish this Easter. Come on down to Eugene's Used Jeans for Genies, where wishes come true. Eugene's Used Jeans for Genies.
Are you sick of your kids always ruining your social life? Try feeding them ricin bubbles, the world's only ricin-based cereal. Kids will love it, and you'll love it too, when after two to three days, they'll drop dead of apparent natural causes. Finally, you can have that time to yourself again. But hey, don't take my word for it, I'm just a guy trying to sell you something. Hear it from one of our satisfied customers. Linda from Glenfield says, Oh, Roger and I are loving our newfound freedom since we got rid of the kids. They were super cute at first and that was great for the gram. And you know, socially it meant we had lots of opportunities to use bunting. But in the long run, they're a lot of work. They're always asking annoying questions like, Mum, why do all the other kids get to go to school? And Mum, why are you trying to feed us poison? We watched Breaking Bad with you. And shit like that. Anyway, as soon as child services took them away and I moved into a woman's correctional facility, I've just had a lot more time for myself. And Roger writes to me, well he sent me divorce papers. Unfortunately Fido got into the box and we, we lost our pooch. So that was a real shame. But you know, I've got a lot more time now. I've got a lot more time. Rice and bubbles, freeing you from the responsibilities of parenthood. Oh dear, are you wanting to go out for a nice wee night with a nice gentleman that you're concerned that your old beaver's a bit furrier than she used to be? Well, come along to Sally's Senior's Mincinge. Well, I'll give you, a senior citizen, a free laser hair removal for your foof. Sally's Senior's Mincinge, singeing the hairs off your minge since before you had any there. Sally's Senior's Mincinge, singeing the hairs off your minge, giving a trim to the fringe on your minge. Sally's Senior's Mincinge. Hi, my name's Steve. I like to hang around the corner sometimes and other times I like to hang by the stairs you can see me sometimes from afar if you have binoculars and then you can see me sometimes real close when you have a magnifying glass I'm not here to sell you nothing I'm just here to say hi you're beautiful Thank you. Steve's creepy compliments. Oh yeah. Do you know how much shit gets wasted every day? A lot. In a day and age where sustainable practices are such a hot button topic, it's crazy to think how much so-called waste we're simply flushing away. But worry no more, you mindful millennials. Here's another opportunity for you to feel better about yourselves. My Poo Bag is the only 100% sustainable meal subscription service, sending a range of fresh poos and other bodily excrement straight to your door every week. But that's not all. Every week you'll also receive five new rectal recipes, so you can make the most of a shit situation. Living alone, our dog shit sandwich is the perfect lunch for a bustling bachelor. Got kids? You probably won't anymore after you've had a bowl of septic spaghetti. But wait, there's more. If you're on a budget, all our recipes are posted free online. So you can collect your own shit and start cooking with it today. So stop calling it a toilet and start seeing it for what it really is. A pantry. A big poopy pantry with endless poop potential and possibilities. My poo bag. Why the fuck not? 
30 insecure and emotionally unstable woman. One sentient kitchen utensil. This is The Spatula. He's a charmer. Hey ladies, I'd like to flip you over. He's got the drama. Did you just call me a fish slice? You just lost your rose, Margaret. I'm a spatula. It's the name of the fucking show, you dick. And he's here to find love. Michael, you may be a cold stainless steel kitchen utensil, but like the hot pans you touch all day, you have heated my heart. Also, all of my friends are getting married, as evidenced by three Facebook engagement posts I've seen in the last year. Like, they're all getting married. Like, I swear I'm the only single 25-year-old. And, you know, alone I'm incomplete. And I know that believing someone else is responsible for my feelings is the only true path to happiness. Shh, shh, shh. Shut up and fuck me up like a Teflon pan. The Spatula, coming to your teenage daughter's TV this summer. Are you passionate about losing weight, looking great, and want to be your own boss? Are you the kind of person who wants to push poor quality, questionably made, ineffective, and probably dangerous products onto your friends and family? Well, throw your CV away today and get out your credit card. You're just one $650 registration fee away from joining a small, exclusive elite. Hi, my name's Lifestyle Lucy, and I'm the founder of Lucy's Loosely Legal Lifestyle Supplements. You might be wondering, what are lifestyle supplements? Well, as the name suggests, they're more than a regular dietary supplement, they're a lifestyle. And you can live the lifestyle Lucy lifestyle too, when you get more friends to join. For every member you bring to the lifestyle family, you'll receive 1% of their registration fee. That's right, once you've brought in only 100 new people into a highly exclusive lifestyle group, you'll already be making a profit. So stop being a chump who works for someone else today and become your own boss. Start your lifestyle legacy now. Lifestyle Lucy and Lucy's Loosely Legal Lifestyle Supplements are trademarks of Pete's probably a pyramid scheme, pyramid schemes. Supplements may cause side effects such as vomiting, anal bleeding, night terrors, paranoia, eye burps, demon position, and a really fucked up amount of diarrhea. Consume your own risk and probably don't mention it to your doctor or health insurance provider. Are you tired of effective marketing and advertising strategies? Well, look no further. Else fake ads have got you covered. Listen to by tens of people every month. Running an ad with Owls Fake Ads, you're guaranteed to make less of an impact than any other form of advertising. Great options with music and song and merriment uh, and and production values and and standards. Owls Fake Ads, look no further. Thank you. Fucking hell, piece of shit. Oh, and and we're still recording. Thank thank you. Good goodbye. Hi, it's Simon here from Simon Sticky Ticket. I bet you're still trying to get my stickers off your jars and bottles. Maybe you got most of it off, but there's still some residual glue or surge. Well, you're in luck because today I'm going to tell you the secret to removing my sticky stickers. First, start by filling the jar or bottle with some hot water and then allow it to sit for a week on your windowsill because you forgot about it. Then start to peel the sticker back real slow like until it starts to tear. Then rip it off really fast in anger so it leaves the paper backing. 
Scrape the jar or bottle with a knife or steel wheel to smush the glue around and spread it across the glass. Finally, take the jar and throw it into the bin. You're not getting my sticker daft, bitch. Or else my name is Simon Sticky Sticker. Hey you! Are you a man? Do you like sinking piss and watching rugby? Fuck yeah! Well, you'll love my new show, Paul Gets Pissed With Power Tools. Join me, Paul, as I get pissed with some of my favourite tools. Yeah, yeah, just get it in there. Yeah, yeah, cross cut. Oh, yeah, yeah, straight up. Yeah, pull it up. Pull it up, mate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pass us another two, mate. Oh, Do you want to look like Quasimodo, but you don't got the time to grow your own hump? Maybe you're thinking about buying a hump, but you can't afford to buy one. Well, stop worrying. Hire a Hump is here to help. Here at Hire a Hump, we're the hump specialists. We've got big humps, little humps, camel humps, speed humps, dry humps, my humps, my humps, my humps, my lovely lady lumps, and much more. So, stop looking for humps and come to us, you humpy chumps. You can also take advantage of our special Hump Day Special, where we sell two humps for the price of one hump every Wednesday. Hire a hump, 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 I know what it's like to look downstairs and you look at your foof and all you see is a prickle bush after a forest fire. You're not as young as you used to be, but you can feel as good as you used to when you come and see me, Sally, from Sally Senior's Moon Singe. I'll singe all those grey hairs right off your foof and give you the confidence you need to go out and find a nice young man and ride him into the sunset. Sally Senior's minge singe, singeing the hairs off your minge, giving a trim to the fringe on your minge, Sally Senior's minge singe. Huh, <coughs> you alright? You getting this? You alright, mate? Just let me finish my stubby. Hey, buggers! It's Paul from Paul Gets Pissed With Power Tools. Yeah. The show where I get pissed with some of my favorite power tools. On this week's episode, I'm getting pissed with an angle grinder. Yeah. Call me old fashioned, my favorite way to cut firewood is with an angle grinder. For fear of choice for angle grinding would have to be GB Drive. All that and a whole lot of other shit the missus doesn't like on this week on Piss Gets Paul with Power Tools. Well, hey kids. My name's Donald, the disappointment dinosaur. Today we're gonna visit the farm and see all the other animals. Here we are at the farm. Ooh, it sure is mighty quiet out here. It appears that a chemical leak from the iPhone factory next door has caused all the animals to die. Well, that sure is disappointed. All right, today in the studio, I have Kit Lawrence. Um, Kit has done a few things in his time and continues to do uh, many things. Um, he is a musician uh, making 
uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss genre your music. What? <laughs> how would you describe it? Uh, protest music. Protest music. Great. Um, he makes protest music. <laughs> um, violent, violent protest music. <laughs> uh, he uh, does uh, brand design and marketing, um, among other things in th- in that sphere. Um, and he's also a painter. Um, so Kit, what's getting you out of bed? I suppose the the need to get down to my studio gets me out of bed because I actually do generally start my day working from bed. I kind of pick up my phone, check my emails, um, and will often answer emails from bed. So you know, it's a slow. It's either a slow burn or in the winter, especially. Um, it's the joy of being working for yourself. You can do that. Um, in the summer, I kind of leap out of bed as early as possible. Um, Michelle might beg to differ on that, but um, yeah. So yeah, wanting to get down to the studio and feeling that any time I'm not spending there is not productive time. I and mean, that's a really good thing about having a studio. I think you probably agree on that. Yeah, sure. Um, and yeah, the need to make things every day. Um, but if you're meaning, um, you know, more metaphorically, what gets me out of bed? Yeah. Actually, the cats often get me out of bed because that's what they got me out of bed very early this morning, meowing for food. So the cats get me out of bed. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it has been interesting. I mean, when I when I ask that question, I'm usually meaning the more metaphorical sense or rather, you know, what, what excites you. But I've got a lot of very practical answers as um, listeners would have heard from kids to dogs to alarm clocks. Um. Yeah, well, it's quite good having... Um, I don't really have an alarm clock anymore because the cats every single morning will... They have an internal alarm, no matter what, whether the curtains are closed or it's yeah. winter or summer, they just wake up at a certain time and they're hungry. And they're not just wake up slowly, you know, have a cigarette and a coffee. They're like, right, yeah. let's eat and let's, let's start the day. Um, but Michelle gets up earlier than me. And she will kind of spend her morning, a little bit of the early morning with the cats. And they really like that routine. People don't kind of realize, I think cats have a very, they have a routine. Yeah. It's just not the routine that humans have. Yeah. But it's... And they really let you know when you're interrupting their routine, I feel. They do. Cats. Yeah. And Louis, Louis, who we've had for quite a long time, he has a routine with me. So I'll I'll answer my emails. I'll flip over my laptop, check um, the news um, and just to kind of, Again, I've got a routine of digital things that I do. And then Louis will come back after he's eaten and jump on bed with me and then try and sit basically where my laptop is. So that actually really does get me out of bed because it's just, I've, I have written emails to clients, posted things on social, even mixed tracks with Louis sitting on my lap, half of him on the laptop. But Yeah, right. <laughs> some of, so there's something about cats that they, they were so, he's such a kind of, needy little thing that i just feel really bad shifting him and he sure you know yeah well you heard it here first people if you need to get up get a cat yeah it's the way yeah absolutely uh, animals can be incredible um i find the the inspiration they draw um or i draw from them um yeah like having ace who is our dog mm. he he inspires me every day just just in the little things like you know he'll normally jump up on our bed in the morning he takes a bit of um, God, co- that's, coercing. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, he doesn't, you know, he's not just jumping up to wake us up. But he does sneak up in the night when it's cold, which I is bet. pretty cute. 
but yeah, he loves loves morning cuddles. He's always just so stoked. Like mm. he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm awake. Like this is cool. Like, oh, what yeah. are we gonna do? Like, let's go walking. What what's gonna happen today? That's the thing about um, hanging out. We've got two cats, Lilu, uh, who, if you're a fan of um, Fifth Element, the Luke Besson film, Lilu is the character from. from oh the yeah, film. with the the orange hair. Yeah, great, great, great film. And uh, Louis uh, is Louis, and um, so. Um, yeah, the, it's the, their favorite part of the day is 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 hanging out with us. Is when Michelle comes home from work. They they both greet her, and they're waiting for her at the time that she always pretty much comes back. They'll be sitting there, and if we go out for dinner or something, we we drive back late, and they're sitting there like, "Where have you been? <laughs> like I've been waiting." Yeah. And it, and it really and they you know and I think people um, you know it's funny because I because I worked from home for quite a, a few years. Um, being self-employed and, and being a designer working at home um it's i don't need i didn't need a studio in auckland for a long time and it was very expensive and really didn't i didn't need one i just had my laptop and sometimes go out and work from cafes or go down to someone's office to work if they needed and um i think ace knows someone's at the door ace ace is one ace to say something what's I've, what do you I, want to say ace? ace hasn't featured on the podcast yet oh really i'm gonna okay. say Arr. This would be an amazing moment for him just to talk. Be like, you've never asked me, Al. How are you doing? What's getting you out of bed? <laughs> that's, um, that's how he speaks. He sounds just like Scooby-Doo. You know what? I've often wondered how a, an animal would... You know, I, I like Disney films and things like that. They're great. But the, the way they, um, they voice certain characters has always irritated me. Some of them, when you don't notice it, you're like, you know it's worked because the the voice fits the the animal. Um, Ardman animations are really good for that. You know Wallace and Gromit. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But you know, just the uh, just the, you know, they'll have. And I like the way some of the animals don't. Anyway, I don't watch a lot of children's animation. I'm not really interested. But I've, it's always annoyed me the way they voice certain animals. It's like it doesn't like a chipmunk doesn't sound like a New York Jewish lawyer from the '60s. You know. But the reason I brought it up is because I used to have a dream. I had this cat before Louis. We got Louis kind of to replace Lilu. Uh, sorry, um, Pishki, whose cat I had in Auckland. I found her. She was a stray. She'd been living under cars, looked like a rat. And um, anyway, I used to have dreams where she would be talking to me. This is going to make me sound a bit nuts, but I've never had a dream where a pet has talked to me or an animal has talked to me. Um, but I would have these dreams where Lilu, uh, sorry, Pishki would be in my dream. And it would be every couple of months. And she always talked to me in this very almost condescending way, like, I've been worried about you and I've been thinking about you. And that's a completely subconscious thing because I, I, in my waking life, never considered what she'd sound like if she was a person. And But because we, I was working from home and, and she would be with me all day, like I was her, it was like me and her, we would just hang out. And uh, when I had a girlfriend uh, that in Auckland, when I was had Pishki, she did not like that at all. <laughs> right. And I remember... Getting very jealous. Yeah. And I, I just think cats, you know, we, because I work at home um, and I have animals, I know that they have this quite, this routine. But most people who have animals, they are working... In an office or working somewhere else and the animals are at home 
and especially cats. And so I think cats have this reputation as being a bit offish and a bit aloof. But it's actually, I think, because you don't spend a lot of time with them and your routines are very different. So you think, oh, the cat, you know, you feed it and it goes out. And, but when you work from home, you, the cats are very, um, they like to be where you are. Mm. I think it's nice. It's like the secret life of pits well, for another kid's movie. I would just, reference. when I was walking here, I was talking to uh, someone and they were saying um, that they liked podcasts because, you know, when they, when they spend a lot of time alone, it's company. And when I'm working, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't really listen to music. Um, I find it distracting, but I don't find podcasts distracting for some reason. And it is a bit like company. And when you, that's the one thing about working for yourself. Um, it can be a bit lonesome. And having animals around is good. Yeah. Now, oh, that's such a, a, a beautiful company. And it's, I mean, it's probably good. I mean, in a narcissistic way, it's good that they can't talk because, you know, you can just spin your bullshit and they, they can't object. Or yeah. they can't understand. They're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. what Whatever, Al. I hear Michelle having conversations with them in the morning. <laughs> yeah. In bed. And they do. They're actually very vocal. So they are talking. I just, I just, I kind of tend to think that most of their conversation is uh, based around food, though. Yeah. I think Ace is... Well, it's probably, I think, walks are far higher up in his hierarchy of needs above mm. food. Like, mm. food, he could give or take. Well, his food, dog food. I feel like every time I give him biscuits, he just looks at me and he's like, you eat that shit. Like, seriously, are you giving me this? Yeah. Like, I want an almond croissant. I want I want that, like, lasagna you had last night for dinner. Well, dogs will have lasagna, though, won't they? Yeah. Actually, uh, Louis, I was feeding him chips, potato chips last night. I mean, not feeding him, but he was just really, really wanted to know what I was eating. And I was like, you're not going to like this. And then he gave him one and he had like five more. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. We um, weren't salt and vinegar or anything brutal, but yeah, they're very light on fat. Mm. Light and crispy chips. This is going nowhere, isn't it? It's, it's going nowhere. <laughs> well, it's interesting because the other day um, we had a, a very long talk. It was like, I think I was planning to like catch up for half an hour or yeah. something. And then it was like four hours later. It and was. It, yeah. and it was great. It yeah. was um, a good way to spend the day. Mm. As my um, dad recently said to me, he's like, it's good good to be busy but never in a hurry. Um, because it means you've got the time yeah. to um, just sometimes see where things go. Mm. Which did, is, you, did you say to him, how's that working out for you, dad? Yeah. Well, he said it's a new philosophy for him, so uh, I don't yeah. know. I find that parents get these new philosophies as they get older. My mom said something to me the other day on Instagram, and I just thought, oh, I'd have loved you to say that to me when I was 16. Because, yeah. you know, the 35-year-old the you would not have said that. But I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. They have two, parents, when you go, they have just so much time on their heads, hands. They just go a bit mad, I think. Start yeah, coming up sure. with, like, really bizarre ideas about things. Yeah. Well, I mean, my dad doesn't. He's still working a lot, and he'll probably work till the day he dies. Like, he's, he's right. doing, doing big, big what weeks. What he do? Uh, he works for an agricultural contractor as, like, a, a project manager. Um, okay. Up in Māori Waikato. Um, but, yeah, I think. I, I thought it was nice. You know, the, the, the sentiment of like, oh, yeah, it's good to like have well, things to do. sentiments are nice. The yeah. problem is that they're often not impractical, but... Um, sure. But, uh, although although cliches, so. I find, are really true. I guess that's why they're... That's the biggest cliche I, of them all, isn't it? 
That's why they call them cliches. I don't know. Like sometimes you'll hear someone say something on the news and just think, I just really like. I really hate when people say Godspeed. I mean, no, people don't say it very often, but mm. every once in a while you'll hear someone say that on a actually on American radio. They say, you know, Godspeed. Right. And you're like, what? What? The, what on earth does that mean? I have no idea. Like, first of all, if you're talking about doing things at God's speed. Like, it's probably... Pretty fucking slow, isn't it? Yeah, it's either really slow or really quick. I, I, yeah. Either way, it's just one of those things. It's not even a, a sentiment or a cliche. It's just a really irritating turn of phrase. Yeah. Yeah, totally. No, I I, I, I can uh, resonate with that one. It's one that's got me, and I'm like, ah. I mean, all I need to do is get out my phone and Google it, but I, I haven't yet to actually find out where, where it's come from and yeah. why people say that. Another, another yeah. Americanism... Anyway, this, I was trying to segue into something else, but, you know, it's, it's gone now, so we'll, we'll go with this. Um, another Americanism is, um, you know, I could care less. I'm like, oh, so, like, you still care a bit, don't you? But whereas or, we'd yeah. say I couldn't care less. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. We're, we're, we're trying to communicate the same thing, but I'm like, if you could care less, then... Yeah, it's also, it's one of those... Sounds like you care about it. I don't mind a phrase that's used to bridge a whole sentence, you know, to, to impart the fact that you know. Right. You know, like kids or like people just say RN for like right now or something. Or right. Was it IDK? My sister does it all the time. She's like 10 years younger than me. She still uses that kind of. IDK. And I keep having to look them up. She'll be like. Right. Uh, Burb. Like, what was it the other day? I know, right? Or something. It was like IKR. Or something. I was like, what does that mean? Like, Right. Um, but, you know, it's. It's uh, it's useful, but but something like I could care less or I could care less. It yeah, it's not. I don't think it's uh, helping. Mm. Unless someone's like, you just drove over my foot, <laughs> and you slowly wind down the window, turn towards them, and take your cigarette out and say, you know, probably in a fifties New York taxi driver accent. You know, yeah, yeah, couldn't care less. Yeah, but you'd say couldn't, couldn't. You couldn't care less. What's the Seinfeld one about? Uh, it's the least I could do. He's yeah. talking about the, you know, the least you can do. It's a good, he's a good, good yeah. skit about the least you can oh, do. Oh, sure, I can imagine. Or uh, glad exactly I could, glad go. you could take advantage. Oh, I'm, that's a good one. I Are feel you? like I'm not that familiar with that phrase. Really? No. It's a uh, yeah. Again, it's like a weird. It's like a dick move. You know. Oh, glad you could take advantage. Right. Like if someone lends you their belt sander. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Again, it doesn't really help yeah, is that, bridge any gap. Is that supposed to mean, mean something? Well, like, it's slightly um, like a backhanded compliment. Oh, right. You know, it's... I don't think I, it's I'd meant probably to be. just stop borrowing stuff off someone if that was if they always kept what saying. they told me. <laughs> Glad you could take advantage of my stuff. I'd be like, oh... I, are you, are you not cool with this? Well, Maybe I'll... I, I was thinking. I was thinking that about the other day because I think I've offered to lend you two instruments and not not lent you either of them. Um, ah, yeah. yes. Wow. Glad I couldn't take advantage. Glad. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't take advantage. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. it's just. It was just uh, a bass guitar is one of those things that is just um, always. Um, it's just an awkward thing. Like guitars aren't awkward, but bass guitars are really awkward mm. to to carry, even from room to room. Yeah. They're just just a bit too big, don't you think? Like, why yeah. why are they that they, really? They, they do they be. really need to be that big? I don't think they do. Probably not. No. I reckon you could have a nice little baby bass, like when it's an electric instrument. You know what I did have? So big. You know those Steinberg 
I think it's Steinberg, the black headless, like bodiless uh, bases. Yeah. 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 Really yeah. cool. Sounds good you, as well. You've got one. No, I did have one. I bought it for like 40 pounds in London years ago. Right. When I moved, when I moved to New Zealand, uh, I guess about, what was it, 2004, I, uh, I sold it. I think I made quite a bit of cash on it because it was really cheap, but it was so brutally 80s looking. You know, yeah. it's like uh, no one likes them. But for me, I was like, that's amazing looking. It's so postmodern. Yeah. Um, I, I cursed the day I sold it. Yeah. Because the whole idea was that you could actually, it was like a travel size. Right. Not, it wasn't like pocket sized. I but. still have a similar regret um, with when I was a kid and um, you know how Duracell was a really big thing to cover your your school books. Maybe you, you might have been the pre, oh, is that pre like, Duracell. The, I thought you were going to say pre-school book, like everything on chalk. Actually, <laughs> yeah. when I started primary school, you did write on chalk on slate not slate from the ground but like black little <laughs> blackboards hammer and chisel and yeah no it was like mini blackboards everyone had a mini blackboard and really? some chalk yeah true like the first couple of years like wow yeah shit you are old we also had this thing uh where it was like a folder i think about it quite a lot it's like a it was like a folder that was a4 each each section was a4 size and it was orange and it felt massive at you know, but when you're four, everything feels massive. But it had all these words in it. And you made sentences with the words. Right. And so uh, the teacher would say, you know, okay, I don't know, make a sentence about what you did at the weekend. And you'd have to find all the words uh, uh, individually in these little cards and put them into these like little fold, like almost like a little a flap that they, you could make sentences out of. Right. They fit in. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um and then she'd go around and look at, make sure you got the words in the right order. It's actually quite amazing. Yeah. This has got to be some sixties technology, I'm sure. Maybe, yeah, right. maybe seventies, because it was, it was, it was like about 1980, 1981. Maybe that's where like millennials have gone so wrong. So they took that out of schools, and and you know now. Well, I think I think fun. it was the whole idea of the physical, you know, choosing words. Mm. You know, like they're either in your head, like adults have their words and their everything and their ideology in their head. Um, children, uh, the way they learn is very different. You know, sure. obviously you're an adult. Well, adults still learn, but the way they learn is different to the way that children learn. Yeah. And obviously a lot of the time with children, you know how they take things around with them all the time. You know, they take like little toys or like a blanket yeah. or like a whole bunch yeah. of stuff. Um, you'll go to the supermarket, be a kid with a box full of like completely random things they don't need, but, sure. but they have to take those things with them. So they feel like they... They have them and they remember them and they they're theirs. And uh, with the with this folder, I guess it was like you took it out and there were all your words that you knew. And actually, yeah, sure. as a four year old, almost that was the sum total of the words you probably knew. Oh, was this when you were like four, or is that when you started school? Yeah, I started primary school when I was like four. Was that the yeah the, the national age? Yeah, what was yours? Five. Well, I see. We were. That's why. That's why you're so much smarter. It, one year plus the, all the other years. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, even a even a little kindergarten and whatever they, you know, you, you're doing stuff like that. You're not just they don't don't just sit you in a room, kind of mm. let you go. I think you you're doing. I remember doing little, almost like schoolwork at um, very young age. Right. Yeah. I just got put in a paddock with some cows and 
Yeah, I know. That was that makes a lot of <laughs> that was candy. Another piece of the puzzle falls into yeah, place. Yeah, totally. It all makes sense <laughs> now. Um, well, Kit, thank you very much for coming to the studio and talking uh, animals, um, amongst other things, and uh, primary school education. It's been a pleasure. Um, really cool to hear about some of the stuff you do. And I don't think what, we talked what about makes you you. anything that I do at well, all. Well, no, you did. You said that you start the day with your laptop and you do some design, like very briefly. You yeah. know, we, we sort of, we touched it. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I doubt this would be of any help to anybody, but um, there's not, I mean, I don't think there's anything uh, worth really saying about um, branding or painting or music that hasn't probably already been said by someone better. There's your quote. Exactly. Boom. Yeah. That's straight yeah, that's on That's why Instagram. I get so many clients. That's my soundbite right there. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, cheers, Kit. You're an awesome dude. Thanks no for coming. No worries. Ciao. And that is it for season one. Thanks heaps to everyone who has listened to uh, and engaged with the podcast. It's been awesome. Um, it's been really fun for me. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad that people are enjoying it. I'm going to take a couple of weeks off, but then I'll be back and ready to go uh, for season two. And who knows? Anything could happen. Uh, shit might get wild. Uh, in the meantime, make good choices. Keep getting up every day. Do cool shit. And uh, be kind to yourselves. Take it easy. Choo!